be seated as uh, we express our faith together and live together as God's people in, in the Word. And this morning we join heart and mind together in hearing of this Word of the Lord as God's people walking in discipleship in Jesus Christ. I'm going to do something a little bit different with you today. Uh, each beginning of the month, we are given the opportunity to commend to our hearts and by our minds memorize a section of scripture, a Bible verse, you could say. Uh, and these Bible verses are given for you, given to you in these uh, laminated cards. They're there for you as you leave this morning uh, in a little, little blue uh, bucket. And, um, and I've been wanting to do this with you since we started this, and it kind of got put on the back burner. But uh, it's a new year and new opportunities, so I'm going to do this with you uh, starting now and into the future. And that is, uh, on the first of the month, when these cards are handed out, and you are beginning that process of, in your mind and, and in your heart, getting to know this word of the Lord, as he's writing it by his spirit in your heart and in your mind, I'm going to be preaching on that particular Bible verse, so that you have a, a greater depth and understanding throughout the month as you're commending that in heart and, and, and mind. So I know it's the third week this, uh, uh, this Sunday, but uh, we'll, do, we'll do January's verse today, and then in two weeks we'll pick up February's, okay? But what we're told from the Spirit, and Paul speaks about this in Colossians, is that since you have risen with Christ from the dead, which we are, so, he says, in your heart, think about these things. These heavenly, divine things where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And he says, in your minds, think about these heavenly things, not dwelling on the earthly things. So we're, we're commended by the Spirit into this word of the Lord as it's talked about in our heart, talked about in our mind, that they're linked together. And together they shape and form us as we know God's word is a lamp to our path in the the walk, then, of discipleship as God's people. On the back side of your bulletin today, there's a place for you to take some notes if you would like. Um, I'll have the Bible verses for you, but there's also a Bible in your, in your pew rack, the, in front of you, the chair in front of you. Follow along, please, if you want, as we follow now in this Bible verse for us of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that which we are commending to memory on our hearts and minds this month. And here's the word of the Lord. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. So let's dig on this a little bit. And, and what is the Spirit saying in, in this very simple one verse, but with its depth of knowledge and insight of heavenly thoughts and perspectives that would draw us as God's people into this word? Well, first of all, the Spirit begins by saying, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. That word, if in the language in which Paul was writing and speaking, is very different than how we oftentimes use the word if in our English language. If in our English language sounds like a question, right? If, maybe, maybe not kind of thing. In the, in the ancient Greek language and thought, if was a definite statement. Therefore, if, or you could say since, that'd be a better English word maybe to use, if anyone is in Christ, it presents for us a present condition that is meant to be understood because it's real. This is the real de deal, real situation of where I am. I am in Christ. And that's the good news that the Spirit wants us to grasp as we begin to uncover the truth in this verse. I am engulfed in Christ. And what does that mean? 
What does it mean to be engulfed in Christ? I was trying to think of a, 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 an example of what, uh, what that might be like for us. And the, the thing that I could come up closest with is something that I, I've never been able to experience because I'm too old for it, but I've always wanted to. You know at Chick-fil-A in the indoor playground there, when you come down the slide, you get submerged in all those balls. You know that? Okay, that, was, that came into vogue just after I was uh, a little bit too old. I've always wanted to know what that's like to jump into a big vat of those balls and just be engulfed in it, right? You, you still can move and you still can breathe and, and you have motion and all, but you are surrounded and sometimes you even can sink all the way down and you're engulfed in, in that. that that's, that's kind of what this is like. We are engulfed in Christ Jesus. But the analogy fails there because it's not just something on the outside that we're experiencing in life. It's inside, right? It shapes us as God's people in our spirit and faith and life on the inside. It's who I am. It defines my being. And my being as being engulfed in Christ is not just meant for now, but it engages my being in an eternity, right? It's a forever in Christ Jesus. And so with that then, to be engulfed in Christ is to share a history with the church and to live in the future as the body of Christ, individuals engulfed. That kind of gives us a perspective then as we hear this word and as you have a chance to, to, to memorize and it takes root in your body to realize that everything I do today, everything that we do as the body of Christ today, impacts the future of those who would be engulfed, who would be in Christ. So that's where the Spirit goes with this. He says, you are engulfed in Christ, and as you are engulfed in Christ, you are a new creation. A new creation has come. You've been made new. It's as if Jesus himself, over you, formed you with his own hands, like, like the Lord God Almighty did with Adam and Eve, with his own hands forming these first human beings. As a new creation, God has formed you with his, his being. He has breathed his life, his spirit, his ruach into you that you might be alive then as a new creation. And as a new creation in that life he's given you, he's set you beside himself. Like putting his arm around you and said, come on my child, let's walk together. Brother or sister in Christ Jesus, we're together in this. I'm walking with you and you with me as a new creation. I am a new creation being with one day being in Christ engulfed in him with a totally new glorious being my hope in eternity a new creation has come but here's the rub for us as we live on this earth in this world and in this time until all things all things are made new that as this goes into my heart and my mind as I'm called to walk in the Lord. Now I'm engaged in a battle, a battle between my mind and my heart. There's a conflict that's set forth that I'm struggling with every day. My mind trying to make sense of these divine things, my heart longing for them to be known fully but, but not able to this side of eternity. And that which was once in me 
the, 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 that was, that's no longer a part of this new creation still wants to raise its ugly head and claim me in that being of the old, what I was, not a who I am. And this conflict wants to, wants to seek to give purpose and meaning to my life and my days of living outside of being engulfed. I am in Christ. We wrestle with that in the world, at work, at school. We wrestle with that in our relationships. That purpose and meaning is, is sought to be given to us outside of our in Christness. And of course, that which would seek to control me then wants to destroy me too. The enemies of a heart and mind that are in Christ. Isn't this the conflict that we bear? But as Jesus, as the Spirit, as we hear today, we who are in, engulfed in Christ, saying and hearing and rejoicing that the new has come, there's also another side of this, about this conflict. And that side of it is that the old is gone. While we still might live in a conflict of our sinful humanity, that old sinful nature is shed off. You know how much I like snakes. Tongue in cheek, right? Well, maybe that's a good analogy for us, how, sh how skins shed, uh, snakes shed their skin. It's a molting process is what, is what has happened to us in our humanity. We have shed the old, and now the new has come, and we live as God's new creations. This is how the old has been left behind in our lives. Paul laid this out, church in Corinth, and just a few verses Later, from verse 17, of which we're moving through, he said, God reconciled us to himself through Christ. God reconciled. He, he brought together that which was separate. And he did that by casting off the old, sinful human being that I am and breathing into me life, coming in forgiveness and hope enjoy god reconciled you could say me each one of us to himself through christ he didn't count people's sins my sins against me he shrugged them off at the cross he freed me he freed us from them that i might be engulfed in the merciful arms of christ the lord for god made him jesus who had no sin to be sin for us ah the mystery of the great exchange, that Jesus would take my sins upon himself and give to me his righteousness, that I might be claimed as a child of God, so that in him, then we might become the very righteousness of God. Huh. This is the work of our salvation. This is how we can recognize in Christ the Lord that our new creation has come and that our old self is gone. Not only is it gone, but as it's gone, so now the new replaces it, and the new is here. Don't you love that picture? Boy, that expresses our life, doesn't it? As the old is coming off of us, it's removed from us. As we're gone from it, the new person bursts forth in life. And how does that life and living express itself? But, but from the very example of Jesus that we hear in the gospel, those disciples, like you and me, who were pointed in the direction, behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And you and I could say, I know that. I'm engulfed in Him. I'm in Him. My life is defined by Him. 
Jesus would turn to those disciples and he'd ask them, what do you want? They would answer by wanting to know where he was staying for the night. But that same question is posed to you and me in our faith. What do you want? Uh, it's not the question of, I want a new car. I want a promotion at work. I want straight A's. Nah, it's not that. When Jesus looks into your heart, your faith, your life, and he asks you, what do you want? The new creation longs to be a part of his kingdom, to hunger and thirst after his righteousness. Is that what you want? Sure. Maybe it's very clouded and covered over right now by the weariness and ways of the world. But look inside your heart. When Jesus asks you that question, what do you want? How would you answer him? In a way that reflects the new creation that you are. The other thing that Jesus says to his disciples, when he answers them well, where, he, where he was staying, he says, well, come and, uh, and see. Come and see for yourself the working of my kingdom. Friends, let me extend that invitation to you in the various and many opportunities that we raise up here at Bethany for you to engage in the word of the Lord where that come and see is expressed. Our Bible study times, right? Not just Sunday morning. We've got Monday night, men and women's groups. We've got small group opportunities. We've got our Wednesday in the Word opportunity to be in the Word. Let me extend that invitation to you. Come and see how the kingdom is being worked out in our lives as the truth of the Word of the Lord is expressed among us. The new creations we are. For Andrew, living this kind of life as a new creation in Jesus Christ, the first thing he did, as we hear in the gospel, was he went and found his brother, Simon. We found the Lord! He couldn't wait to burst out of this old way of living and tell his brother about the new life, the new creation that he was in in, in Christ Jesus. How about you? Is that joy of the Lord yours? Yes, it is. For joy is a fruit of the Spirit within us. A joy that knows Jesus and can't wait to live that out in the world around us. Let me ask you. One person in your mind, your heart, right now, that Jesus is laying on your, on, on your conscience, I need, to, I need to let them know about God's love for them. I need to invite them to worship or Bible study. I need, to, I need to ask them what I can pray for in their life. I need to somehow convey to them, Jesus Christ is Lord, and he's in me. I'm his new creation. Friends, let's share it together. Let's, let, let's read this together as you commend it to your heart and in your mind to memory. Let's say, therefore, if it, anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. Indeed, for each one of us, in Jesus' name, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Let's pray. Oh, Lord God Almighty, we praise you and thank you that this word of truth is ours. And it's reflected in our being, in our living, in who we are now and in eternity because of your reconciling, bringing together work. I am in Christ. I'm engulfed in him. This is your work and your promise and my privilege then to carry this to the world and who I am. Lord, I want to do what you want. I want to come and see in all who you are. And I want to live like Andrew and the joy and excitement of the new creation. Bless us with your spirit, that this might be true in our hearts and lives, that your name is honored and glorified among us. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding keep our hearts, our minds, our attitudes, our beings as we are in Christ, living as his creations, new creations in Jesus, our Savior.